Hello guys, and thank you for listening and watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, expansion, and rest in Christ Jesus. Listen, this is a good one. This is, I'm not going to try to go into in depth and too far into it because it takes so many turns, you know, there's so much to this, but you've seen the title. The title says, The Power of Agreement. Are you sleeping with the enemy? So God is, um, he woke me up, you know, and the first thing on my mind, he had brought this across my mind a few days ago, but then he really, really brought it in my spirit this morning. Um, and he's talked about the power of agreement that people have and don't even know sometimes they even have with the enemy. Are you sleeping with the enemy? And he wants me to highlight a few things that sometimes we as people, we just think things are just ordinary and we, we just kind of overlook it and we just keep going. But then we don't know why we are still bound or why we are um, having things happen or can't get the victory or can't seem to get anywhere or keep going backwards. Okay. And sometimes it's because things are still operating in your life that you open the door to that. Um, you had no clue or you did have a clue um, of, of the spiritual uh, implications that it brings, you know. So the Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree, according to Amos 3 and 3? You know, let me let me go ahead and look this up while I'm talking to you guys. Jesus said in the New Testament, the enemy is coming, but he will find nothing in me. Okay, and he was talking about that in the book of John, um, verses 14 and 30. And it says, I will say not say much more to you for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me. Or another version might say, um, I will no longer talk much with you. This is the King James version for the rule of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. What was Jesus talking about when he said that? In other words, Jesus was saying that the enemy is coming, right? But there's nothing in him that's in agreement with the enemy. Sometimes we can be in a spiritual covenant or in agreement with the enemy and not even know we're in agreement with him. So today, God wants me to highlight a few things that we practice or a few things that we have entered into some type of some type of agreement and don't realize it was a spiritual covenant that you made with the enemy himself. So spiritual covenants, attachments, either unaware or aware, because some people are just blatantly worshiping the devil and they know it. And then some people have no clue that they have made a covenant and came into agreement with the enemy. So the Lord wanted me to highlight some ways you may be attached or in agreement with the enemy. Um, so the Bible says to us, do not be ignorant of the enemy's devices, but be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. It also says in the book of Hosea, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So even your ignorance, you would still pay a price for ignorance. Perish. It says his people perish. That means they die, spiritually die for lack of knowledge. So you can still be held accountable for even your ignorance. Things can still happen to you. 
So God does not want us to be ignorant of the enemy's devices. This is why he has provided a way of escape through his written word. And a lot of things in his word we read, but we may not even be paying attention to that has spiritual implications, right? So um, some of the things he says, what does the Bible say about certain ungodly covenants, right? God says, how much freedom do you want to walk in? Do you really want to be free indeed? Or do you want to walk in just enough freedom to make it? Or do you want to walk in the fullness of joy, the fullness of peace, the fullness of provision, the fullness of protection? Because even though God protects us from a whole lot of things that we don't even know we're walking into, at the same time, you, the, the enemy, when the door is opened, okay, because sometimes we open portals, we open uh, demonic portals, or we open uh, demonic doors or avenues um, because of the things that we attach ourselves to. But God is saying today that he came to destroy the works of the devil and he came to set the captives free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom, there is rest, there is expansion, there is release, okay? So God says, how much freedom do you really want to walk in? But I'm here to tell you there's a prerequisite to that. The prerequisite to walking in freedom is the blood of Jesus, right? That's the sacrifice that was made for our sins. But also it takes obedience. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and hear their land. Now, I know I'm not quoting the entire verse there, but that's the gist of it. So it takes obedience and the grace of God to walk in freedom. Obedience to the fullest. What do I mean when I say that? Here's a list of things or organizations or labels that we attach ourselves to, but are unaware or may be aware of that they open demonic portals and doors for the enemy to operate legally in your life and in your bloodline. So there's even some doors that have been opened from your ancestors that is still operating in your life, even though you had nothing to do with it, right? But you don't know where, you know, what, why things are happening and why things are going the way they go. I got some examples for you guys. So one of the examples was back, I want to say back in 2009, uh, one of my play daughters, um, she actually had a lot going on with her. Both of her parents were uh, deceased. No, I'm sorry. One of her parents were deceased. Her mom passed away in jail. Um, she actually died in her sleep. She vomited and died in her sleep. Um, and as a result, she was raised by her grandparents. And so as me getting to know her, I found out, you know, that she was hearing a lot of demonic voices and all this uh, things that were going on in her trailer where she lived and her grandparents um, actually, I think put her out at the age of 17 or 16 or something like that, or she left. Um, so as a result, she kind of not, didn't have any guidance or anything. So I kind of took her under my wing. And throughout that process of the season that she was in while I was actually mentoring her, she would talk about these voices that she would hear and all this um, sound like a boar, like a pig making like, you know, noises and all that in her at, her at her house. And so as a result, 
um, my son and his friend went over there and they cast the devil out or whatever. And God instructed them to take um, what her mom, what was passed down from her mom. It came from her grandmother, which was some clowns that her mom had. But there were spirits attached to those clowns. And she was kind of like down about it because that was the only thing she had of her mom's that she had left. But I asked her, I said, do you want to really be free? Or do you want to hold on to the clowns and the demonic portals that has been opened as a result of the attachment that has come with these things? Why they was why that was attached to them, I have no idea. So she got rid of the clowns, you know, and she went on with, you know, with her life or whatever. But I'm here to tell you that there are some things that have been passed down, some artifacts, um, you know, and some things like God named some artifacts, statues, sentiments, pictures, art. Um, all different type of things, you know, even to the burning of sage and incense, all of those have spiritual implications and things attached to them. Now, please, if you feel an unction or you feel like the Holy Spirit is highlighting stuff to you, please pray about it because God will always provide a way of escape for his people. But the bottom line to the situations is you have to want to be free and you have to want to you have to want God more than you want the things or the attachments. And that's how it works. Um, give you a good example. Uh, how long ago was this? Probably the beginning of this year. Um, I bought a, a basket, some type of basket, right? And it had, um, and I was, and it hung over my bed. And I'm, and I've always uh, been very mindful of different pictures and different symbolisms and things of that nature that that I've um, allowed in my house because I know that I know what it does. I know it opens the door to, you know, the enemy. You know, one way or the other, it opens the door if it has spirits attached to it. Not everything have a spirit attached to it. So I don't want you to think everything is a demon because everything is not a demon. But God would highlight certain things to me that would say, okay, you might want to take a closer look at that one. And I have gone to the store, bought pictures, and then took the pictures back to the store. I've done that too. But this particular basket I actually took from over my bed, the Holy Spirit said, get rid of it. And getting rid of it doesn't mean giving it to somebody else so now they can have the demonic portal open over, the, over them. Getting rid of it means getting rid of it, right? So I took it to the dumpster. I didn't even look it up because I already know from my experience of walking with God and from doing spiritual house cleaning, what this type of thing means. When God tell me to do something, I know that it, there's a reason for it. And now I don't even question it. But later, maybe a week later or so, or I don't even know how long it was, I just decided to look it up. And wouldn't you know, it had spiritual implications of a python of a snake that was attached to a ritual. But I'm here to tell you that in order to be free indeed, you have to be walking in obedience to the fullest. See, this is why the Bible says the gate is narrow to heaven, but the, the road is wide to hell, death, and destruction because sometimes as people, we want to hold on to things or we try to uh, explain it away in our heads and we'll say, oh, well, that's nothing, you know, or that has no spiritual implication or there's no reason. I mean, you just over-spiritualize and everything. Now, in some cases, people do over-spiritualize things and everything ain't a demon, okay? But I'm here to tell you that 
If the Holy Spirit has highlighted something or if he has told you something about a picture or a sentiment or anything in your house, I'm going to give you an exa another example. Um, I read uh, hundreds of books on deliverance and spiritual warfare. And here's one actually right here. Apostle John Eckhart, Spiritual Warfare Manual is amazing. He's been in, in ministry for deliverance for probably 50 years. Anyway, he comes with a lot of wisdom and um, not only his book, it aligns with scripture. So it's not just a book, okay? And it's one of uh, hundreds of books that I've read, right? Not of his, but different books of different um, ministries or whatever in terms of, because I know this is what God has called me to, right? So in, in the book, it talks about so many different things, but there are so many different things that could be attached to things that you have and you don't know it. And I'll give you a good example. That's where I was going. Um, um, one book gave a story, not, not in this book. This is more like a manual. But another book I read gave a story about how this lady had on her fireplace these little boxes, uh, whatever it was, uh, some kind of thing. She I don't know if she bought it at like a thrift store or where she got it from. But, you know, every now and then she would take these doll, little thing, doll things out of the box and sit them on her thing. And every time she would do that, she would notice that she would get violently sick. And then when she put the things back in the box, she didn't notice it right away that the, the, the spirit would go away. So every time she opened those little boxes, things were released, right? So I'm saying all of this to say without going into too many different things, because I don't want to overwhelm you guys. There's power of agreement. And some of the things that God has highlighted was sororities and fraternities, Freemasonry and Eastern stars, horoscopes, Halloween and some Disney different things, uh, Marvel, uh, some statues, as I indicated, uh, sentiments, pictures, art, if you burn an incense and sage, you might want to stop doing that because and seek the Lord about that. Um, we are in the world, guys, but we're not of the world. And the dark kingdom of darkness is real. These things are real. Witches are real. These things are not make believe. The stuff is not made up. OK, um, and we have to be in a position that we're willing to be obedient to God. So if God is telling us to highlighting things to us and telling us to get rid of things or to renounce and repent from things that we have opened the door to, because I'm here to tell you, when you open the door to things like this, you give it gives the enemy a legal right to come into your life and do whatever. I'm going to give you another example. Um, I knew a girl back in 2008 and she was an Eastern star and God, that was the one God was telling me. Um, I talked about in another video where um, I asked God what was her intention because she was trying to give me some cookies to eat or something to make my, me and my, at the time, my husband's sex life better and all that kind of stuff. And God told me she was a witch. So as we talk more and more, uh, I said to her, um, we talked about her, she talked about her being an Eastern star. So now fast forward to her now having all these different types of issues with her body. She had endometriosis. She had lupus. 
She had all kinds of things going on with her body. So I asked her, I said, well, when, when, did, when did you start having these ailments in your body? And she told me. And I said, well, when did you become an Eastern star? It wasn't even a year after she became an Eastern star that she started having all these problems with her body. And I gave her a word of the, word of the Lord then to renounce it, to repent, and to come out of covenants with the enemy. Her sickness and her situation, I think, got even worse. She ended up in the hospital. I'm not sure if she even did it or not. I don't know. I didn't never follow her, you know, because I've been away from that company for 15 years. So, but I'm here to tell you that certain things and illness and sicknesses are attached to things and spiritual covenants that you have made. Now, the sorority and fraternities, I just recently, not even a month ago, found out about. I knew it was something always to that but I couldn't put my finger on it, right? So as, as usual, when God highlights something to me, he don't let it go until I get the meaning of it. So I was in the uh, salon maybe a month ago or so talking to one of my closest friends and we were talking about that and she was telling me about a pastor that is like 50 something years old that went back to school so she can pledge AKA. And that now that she's pledged AKA at 50 something years old, she's acting very, very strange. She's a pastor, got a doctorate in theology and have a church, her and her husband and everything. But she's acting very strange now that she has pledged AKA. And I, we were talking about that. I said something about that. I said, I don't know what it is. I said, but it's just something. And I left it alone. But I know periodically it would come up in my mind, come up in my mind. Well, don't you know, I'm going to link the video in the description. God brought that video up and I clicked on the video and the guy who was in the fraternity, he goes into detail about the gods that they uh, go into covenant with and all of these Sigma, all of these different um, fraternities and sororities that you're in covenant with the enemy. And don't even know it. And he said he had no idea. But then when he started, when Jesus came to him and told him about it, he started researching it. And he now he understands that they were uh, pledging to false gods. Now, this is going to help somebody today. Somebody is listening under the sound of my voice that God is saying, renounce it and repent. It's not enough to just not be in it or be active in it. You have now opened up a door for other things. Now, I'm going to say this. I was talking to my sister about that because years ago, back in the 80s, she pledged, um, what was it? Sig uh, Sigma, uh, Phi Beta Sigma, TSOP and all that stuff. So I told her about it and I sent her the video. She said, I saw that. And I was like, well, it's not enough to see it. God is saying you need to renounce it and repent and, and seal them doors shut that has been opened as a result of your disobedience. So I know a lot of people that have pledged that, but get this. I said, I told her, I said, have you noticed the common denominator of people that have pledged that? I said, oh, I'm, and I'm not talking about everybody, but I'm talking about people that I know. All of the people that I know that have pledged in that, some kind of ailment or sickness, some kind of disease, ailment or sickness, every last one of them, every last one of them. It's not a coincidence. I don't believe by no means that, and she didn't even realize that. I said, have you noticed that? Everybody who we know that have pledged that has had issues with health issues, diseases, cancer, surgeries, all kinds of stuff. 
I said, I don't know much about it. And this guy, he went into detail about it. So I'm going to link his video in the description because I don't do it no justice. He was in it. God gave him an anointing for it. And I'm going to let him speak on it. But that's what God highlighted to me for me to speak today. He said, sororities, fraternities, Freemasonry. I used to go to a church um, where they um, had awesome deliverance and awesome uh, miracle services. Um, another um, teaching they did was on Freemasonry and Eastern Stars. It was amazing. And they went into a video and a detail about what Free New Masonaries really believe in what that organization is really all about. I'm helping somebody today, I'm telling you, because I'm here to tell you, the last thing you want to do is get your hands on the blessings of God and then all of a sudden something happens because the enemy has an open door and the legal right to come in and do whatever he has because you have come into agreement with him, either aware or unaware. But that, that was one he highlighted to me. Um, and I remember the girl back in the day that was the Eastern Star that had endometriosis and lupus and all this kind of stuff. So I know firsthand that's not of God. Um, horoscopes, that's huge. That's huge. God says, renounce it. Now, I can speak on this because I was obsessed with horoscopes. There's so many things we as Christians are involved in or that are practicing and doing and don't even realize it's a gateway or a portal for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc, right? Um, so horoscopes, you know, the Bible talks about so uh, us not getting me involved in that. And it talks about all these different, um, these different things, but I always was curious about it, right? I was always curious about the horoscope. And back in the day when I used to work at the bank back in the eighties and nineties, I used to have all these horoscope books where they used to have them at the cash register. When you would go to the cash register, you can grab the horoscope book. And I used to have all the different signs and I could tell people all about their little personality and all this kind of stuff. You know, I'd be doing all of that and didn't realize it was an abomination to God. It was something that God, that I should not even been involved in, right? And so I was so curious. And so I asked my mentor years ago, back in 2012, I asked her, I said, I'm really, you know, curious about this horoscope thing. And she said, well, you know, Marilyn Hickey did a teaching on the horoscope. And I think she did got a book. You know, so um, you can order her book. And so I never ordered it until probably last year. So the book, this is the name of the book. It's called Signs in the Heavens. So it talks about every sign and it's based on scripture and it's based on what the, what the horoscopes really mean. So how many of you know, and again, it's called Signs in the Heavens. I got it from Amazon. It's really good. And it's all based on scripture. And she came, she'll, she'll explain in the book if you get the book, but it talks about the different, the 12 horoscopes and how God used those horoscopes. You know, God uses signs in the heavens, right? The Bible uh, uses stars. Remember when Jesus was born and the three wise men had to follow the star to get to Jesus? Well, people, of course, the enemy would take everything that God creates and, and pervert it and prostitute it, right? So now you're looking at it from a, a skewed uh, point of view versus the way God intended for us to look at it. Because back in, the, back in those times, they didn't have clocks. They didn't have all these different things that we use to determine the seasons and the times. They had to go off the constellation and the stars and all of the, the different things that God mentions in the Bible. And he talks about how he used stars as an illustration.
illustration of his promise to give Abraham even an innumerable seed. He used that as an example in Genesis 15 and 5. Also, uh, every time Abraham looked up at the night sky, he had a reminder of God's faithfulness and his goodness, right? So astrology is the interpretation of an assumed influence, the stars and planets exert on human destiny. According to astrology, the sign you were born under, which is Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, and Scorpio, Sagittarius, and Capricorn impacts your destiny. And this is a false belief. So we're basing and judging people based on their, their astrology sign. Not only are we judging people on that, which is crazy because God created people and you can't judge people based on that. But at the same time, we are, we are also um, labeling ourselves with that hashtag, whatever your sign is, or some people have even gotten the stuff tattooed on a body. So we have to be very careful. God wants us to renounce that and repent because that gives the enemy legal access and legal right to come into your life and wreak havoc and wreak hell in your life because you have now opened the door into an ungodly thing that God is saying that is not of him, that you should not be practicing. Everything, like even in this book, The Signs of the Times with the, uh, and it talks about the signs of the heavens, I'm sorry, and it talks about the different astrology. Everything about each astrology, about each sign, it points you back to Jesus. This is all about Jesus. This is not about the enemy. So it's not going to mean, even though you um, see your sign in here, it's not going to mean what you think it means, you know, as according to how the world and how the filthy stuff, you know, in the world is, um, you know, presented. So it's a really good book and I just thank God for it because when I tell you, if you want the truth, God will put the truth in your path and in your hand and in your head. If you really want the truth, if you really want to keep going and not acknowledging him and making him a priority, because everything that I'm mentioning today, should you have any questions, it's nothing for you to get on your face or get on your knees and say, Lord, let's test the spirit. If what she's saying is true or untrue, please show me because I don't want to be entangled with the yoke of bondage. The Bible says, be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. And I'm here to tell you the enemy will try to trap and, and trap you in any way he can trap you to keep you from walking in the fulfillment of God's best. Hear me when I say this. He will try to entangle you. So God says you have the ear gate, the eye gate, and the mouth gate. He said those are all portals into your soul that the enemy has. And depending on what you watch, depending on what you allow, and depending on what you uh, give permission to, that's going to determine what comes in. I had someone, uh, heard someone say before, they asked the question, can a Christian have a demon? Baby, a Christian can have whatever they want to have. I'm here to tell you. They can have whatever because it's called free will and it's called free choice. And what we don't understand as people is God would never override your will. That's witchcraft. That's manipulation. He don't do that. So whatever you choose to believe or whatever you choose to hang on to and whatever you choose to keep, baby, it's yours for the taking. Because the Holy Ghost is a gentleman and he not, he's not going to run you down and beat you over the head. Now, we do have some people that over-spiritualize things and everything is the boogeyman and everything's spooky and everything is deep. And that's not of God either. So we have some people that do over-spiritualize every single thing. You can't wear makeup. You can't wear pants. You can't wear weave. You can't wear, um, you can't do this and you can't do that. 
We are led by the spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And this is the way I see it. I'm going to give it to you the way God gave it to me. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. And you can almost look at it like we were born into time, right? We came from heaven because I'm here to tell you, you existed before you came here. God's spirit is eternal, right? Whatever God creates is eternal. This is why This is why when we die, our spirit don't die. It either goes to heaven or goes to hell. And even in hell, it's still being tormented day and night. Weeping and gnashing of the teeth. The Bible talks about this. So this is nothing new. But I'm here to tell you that everything God creates is eternal. So know that um, God is saying in this hour that we need to make sure that we are not holding on to things and as a result making that thing an idol or that thing a god so we need to know that god is actually speaking to us and he's telling us to renounce it to repent when when you find out that you've been in error you repent and then you seal every door shut with the blood of jesus that has been opened as a result of your disobedience and you walk in more freedom. So this is a daily walk. This is a daily walk. We, we go from glory to glory. And the more freer you are, the more abundance, the more joy, the more peace that you have. Because God is not the author of confusion, right? So he's saying in this time, watch your ear gate, your eye gate, and your mouth gate. Watch what you allow your children to look at on TV. Watch what you allow your children to see. It's vitally important. I'm telling you, hear what I'm saying. Sickness and diseases, those are open doors for the enemy to come in. Now, sometimes the enemy does come in illegally and still do things. But again, even we have authority over this. Everything that I'm talking about, we are seated in heavenly places. We have authority over the enemy. The Bible says in Luke 10 and 19, he give you authority to tread and to trample over the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm you. So you have authority over this, right? So we walk in the victory. And the only way we walk in the victory is we use the weapons of war that God has given us. We get, we get the wisdom from God and we start to implement. We start to shut those demonic portals and shut those demonic doors. We are knowing our homes. We plead the blood of Jesus over our homes. And the most important thing is, is repenting and renouncing and forgiving. I tell people, be quick to forgive. Be quick to repent and be quick to walk in humility. Take the low position because that's where the presence of God is, in the obedience. God says he desires obedience over sacrifice. So before you bring your gift to the altar, make sure you are in right standing with him and repenting and renouncing. And if you don't think what I'm saying is of God, just take it to him in prayer and tell him to show you what it is, but I am going to put the link in the description of the video of the guy who talked about the fraternity and sororities as well. And just be very careful when it comes to sage, when it comes to incense, when it comes to yoga. A lot of Christians take part in Halloween. Halloween is, if you can see it in the spiritual world, you would run far from it. 
There are real witches that, and there are real people that howl at the moon and drink blood and make blood sacrifices. This stuff is real, guys. This is not just on TV. You wonder, you like, how, how is this stuff on TV? How do this stuff get out of people's minds? Because just like God give us godly uh, uh, visions and kingdom things and, and creativity, the enemy gives his sons and daughters creativity from the kingdom of darkness. That's how it gets on the big screen. And because this world is so filled with sin and filled with, filled with uh, worldly things, that's what the majority of the things that you're going to see. But I'm here to tell you that God is arising, arising some people that have been on the backside of the mountain that's getting ready to take the kingdom of darkness by storm and getting ready to have new movies that, uh, that people can watch, godly things, godly activities, because this world was meant for us to enjoy. Everything is not meant for us to just sit in the house and let the world have everything that God has intended for us to have. We're getting ready to take it and take it by force. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffer violence, but the violent take it by force. And we're doing kingdom takeover in this hour. And that's why God is raising up a new generation that is radical and that don't mind being, uh, don't, don't mind not fitting in. Don't mind, you know, not trying to people please and care about what people think. Because like Paul said, if I was, if I was a people pleaser, I would not be a servant of Christ. So it's okay not to fit in because you want to be where you want, what God wants you, because that's that straight and narrow path. The gate for hell is wide. They, God says that, that, that road is wide. It's more people going there than it is going there. So just be in prayer, stay vigilant, stay aware. And stay, always look up the origin of something, right? The origin of something. All that my little mermaid and all that, that's the marine kingdom. That's the marine spirits. And in this book, it talks, sorry guys, it talks about that. It talks about the marine kingdom and it talks about um, how the marine kingdom is um, uh, directly tied to the waters and all of that. That's a whole nother teaching for a whole nother day. But I'm here to tell you, start doing your research and start, you know, making sure it aligns with the word of God. Of course, we always want to make sure it aligns with the word of God. But God will always highlight something to you and he will always give you a way of escape. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Right. And so that means that he's always going to provide or put someone in our path to speak a word and season to us that we need for our victory to walk in our freedom. Because. Sometimes you, you pray and you, and you can't seem to understand why things are still happening and you fast and you can't seem to see. Sometimes there is a door, open door that you have opened to the enemy, either knowingly or unknowingly. But God says today he has provided a way of escape to seek him. If, if he's highlighting anything to you, to seek him and know that you have authority over all power of the enemy, no matter what it is and no matter what it looks like. And there is no condemnation. That those that are in Christ Jesus, no condemnation. So don't even get into that. Don't let the enemy play with your head. If God says he's forgiven you, then you are forgiven. The blood of Jesus qualifies us to stand in the presence of God, to be forgiven, guys. So there's no condemnation. So don't ever allow the enemy to play with your mind in that magnitude at all. Because he will say, oh, look what you did. Oh, God, now you're going to ruin it. No, the devil is a liar. I repent and I get back in line. And guess what? I am blessed. And I'm blessed in the city and in the field. 
Okay, nothing missing, nothing broken. We have shalom, the peace of God, the fullness of who he is. So until next time, guys, I will see you in the next video. You be blessed and I will talk to you soon. Bye, loves.